What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and today we're going to be discussing being in unity with the message that God has given us. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, wherever you come from, God has given you a message. If you believe in Him as Lord and Savior, then the Great Commission to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel applies to you. Uh, It's not just a message for your pastor or a message for the evangelist that comes to town every now and then, but it's a message that God has given you to proclaim with whoever you have influence with, Uh, whether that's just your family or family and friends and coworkers, uh, whoever you are surrounded by. That are the, those are the people that God has given you to proclaim his message to. And there's something that I've learned in my years of ministry and in being in church and following Jesus is that you can't take me out of the message. Uh, as hard as I would try when I was preaching, and I tried for years, uh, as hard as I would try to take myself out of the message that I was delivering, uh, every Sunday sermon I would pray, Lord, Take me out of it. Let it just all be you and just your truth and just what you want to say. Uh, But the truth is, when I listen back and I remember the words that I spoke, I have to acknowledge that I was always part of the message that I was delivering. And it didn't matter how hard I tried or how many prayers I prayed that I wouldn't be. The truth is, when I am delivering a message, I'm always going to be part of it. And you are the same way. You can't separate who you are from the message that you're delivering, um, the way we live our lives, uh, the way we view the world, uh, the condition of our heart, how we think, they all add up and, and surmise into a way that we deliver the word that God has given us. And so with the understanding of that and, and getting to the place where I realized, well, it doesn't matter how hard I pray, I'm never going to be able to separate me from the message that God has given me it really taught me a vital lesson to make sure that who I was was the healthiest version of me that I could be. It really taught me that I have got to work on all of these practical areas of my life. I've got to work on emotional healing. I've got to work on on traumas of the past. I've got to work through different things uh, in my personality to where I am improving and moving in the direction that God has called me to move because I am always going to be part of the message that he's given me. And you're the same way. No matter how pure the message God gives it to you, when you deliver it to someone else, it's filtered through you, right? Uh, God gives us a message and then it filters through us and is delivered to other people. And no matter how hard you try, you can't take you out of it. You are always going to be part of the message that God gives you. And so it really should encourage you, as it encourages me, to make sure that I am the healthiest version of me that I can be. If I can't separate me from the message of God that he's given me, then I want to make sure that I am inhabiting and I am abiding in the message that he's given me. Uh, I remember uh, doing a sermon about John the Baptist and I pointed out how in Isaiah, when, when it talks about John the Baptist coming, it, it speaks of he was a voice in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord, uh, but it speaks of it in a completely different way. Uh, it says, a voice cries, semicolon, 
in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. But when you see John delivering the message, it says a voice cries in the wilderness, semicolon, prepare the way of the Lord. In other words, when John came to deliver the message that was prophesied he would give, it wasn't sitting on his couch in the city in the air conditioning, but it was out in the wilderness where the prophecy said it would take place. And too often, I think, when we receive the message of God, we go straight to delivering it before we inhabit it. We go straight to preaching about it and, and speaking the truth of God without demonstrating that same truth of God, right? So we see this, I mean, the easiest example is that we see so many people going out and preaching how Jesus loves everybody and he wants everybody to come to repentance and he has grace for everybody, but that same person doesn't have grace for everybody and doesn't love everybody and often demonstrates prejudices and and has ways of thinking that could be construed as not Christ-like. And the problem is that what you do demonstrates to people way more than what you say. And so when we say Jesus loves you, but we don't demonstrate how Jesus loves them, then the message and the impact of that message is completely lost. And we've got to take account of that in our lives, is that when we don't inhabit the messages that we are preaching, that it is losing impact. And that people are are hitting the mute button, they're changing the channel because they're tired of hearing people preach something that they're not living out. And if we are going to be everything that God has called us to be, then we've got to quit trying to disassociate from the message and start realizing that we are part of that message. And if we want to speak of a Jesus that loves and has grace and has peace and has joy and is faithful and good and has self-control, then we need to be following Jesus in that example. We too need to be people that love and have joy and peace and have self-control and goodness and demonstrate that to the world around us. Because how we demonstrate it is going to mean way more than what we say. How we show our family that we love them matters way more than how we say we love them. If I just say I love Madison, but don't demonstrate that I love Madison, uh, its impact is completely lost. And sooner or later, she will stop believing when I say I love her. But if I demonstrate that I love her and my words go along with my actions, then she will continue to believe it and I will continue to demonstrate it and our love will continue to be strong. And so I want to encourage, uh, especially those that are pastors or ministers of any kind that stand on pulpits or preach sermon, whether that's on YouTube, on the internet, or whether it's in person, make sure that you are inhabiting the message that you are delivering. And that's not to say that we're going to be perfect in it, but it does mean that we should be in pursuit of it, right? I'm not yet in perfection to be able to, be able to love completely perfectly, uh, but I should be in pursuit of that. And when I fall short of that, I should be able to say, look, uh, I need to be honest and say, I fell short. I, I didn't live up to what I believe. I didn't live up to who Jesus has called me to be. And I apologize. And just being that authentic and being able to be that vulnerable and say, look, I'm in pursuit of this and I'm not always perfect in it, but it is something that I strive towards will mean a whole lot to the people that you're ministering to, 
to see that you're not saying one thing, but you're doing something else, right? If, if I'm preaching about giving, then I need to make sure that I am doing my best to be the best giver I can be. If I'm preaching about love, I need to be doing the best to demonstrate that love to others. If I'm preaching about peace and how we have a peace that passes all understanding, then how am I walking out, walking in peace with Christ every day? And how do people view me when I'm going through difficulty and when I'm going through persecution and when I'm going through things that just seem so heavy and weighty, do I demonstrate the peace that I'm preaching about on Sunday? And if you're not a pastor or a preacher, this still applies directly to you because you have influence with the people that surround you every day. And whether that just be your children and your spouse, or whether that be your coworkers or your boss or your employees, um, whoever it is that is watching you day in and day out and how you live out your life, they are watching to see if you walk out what you say you believe. And when we walk out what we say we believe, it really does provide an example that when other people fall on hard times and they don't know what to do, they remember how we walked through a hard time and they'll turn to us and look to us for advice. And I really do believe that that when we demonstrate more than we talk about who Jesus is, it has a whole lot more impact in people's lives um, because we can come to Jesus in an assortment of different ways. Uh, some people come to him through pain and difficulty. Some people come to him in blessing and in goodness. Uh, some people come to him just by name, and some come to him by nature. Uh, some people hear the name of Jesus and are attracted to it. Some people see Jesus being demonstrated to them, and they are attracted to that. And I believe that demonstrating Jesus by nature has far more impact than just saying what Jesus said, right? We need to be doing what Jesus did, living how Jesus lived. That's what provides the impact for us to change our families and our communities. And so remember that whenever you go to deliver a message, there's no taking me out of it. You're always going to be a part of the message that you're delivering. So use that. Don't use that as, as discouragement not to share the message, but rather use that as encouragement to become the message that you're delivering. Uh, I, I, it is a process. Trust me when I tell you I know that it's a process. It's one that I'm going through now, and I keep on finding new depths to it and, and going in deeper and deeper to discover just how much you have to learn to trust God in order to be who God's called you to be. I mean, it really is a 100% reliance that he asks of us to trust in him and trust in his word, to trust in his promises, because what it looks like on the outside isn't always what it is on the inside. You know, when man builds a house, he starts on the outside. He makes sure that the, the roof is solid, the walls are solid before he starts building out the inside. But God does it the complete opposite way. When he goes to build you and I up, he starts on the inside and he starts working his way out. And it matters a whole lot to God why we do what we do. It's great that we are generous, but it's important to God why we're generous. Are we generous because we're afraid that we'll be cursed if we're not generous or that he'll punish us if we're not generous? Are we generous because we truly have a heart for people? We truly have a heart to be obedient to him when he says give, right? Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Well, am I giving just out of obedience to that or am I giving because I'm trying to get something in return? Why we do what we do matters a whole lot to God. And before God does anything with you externally, 
He's always going to start internally. He's always going to start with your heart. He's always going to start with the way you think. He's always going to start with the way you view the world and perceive the people around you. And then he's going to work his way out so that when goodness reaches the outside, it's going to be because goodness was on the inside. And when love reaches the outside, it's because love was on the inside first. Uh, Too often we have shown things externally that were not pure and were not true. And when that, when the truth comes out, it completely breaks down all of the good works that we did, right? When it comes out that you were only good because you were trying to be manipulative, it completely destroys the testimony that you have of being good. But God wants you to be good because he's called us good and he's made you good from the inside out. And I promise you that as we are trusting in him, as we are relying on him, as we are studying his word, as we are seeking to go deeper in our relationship with him, he is working on your heart even when you don't realize it, and he is conforming you more and more to the image of Jesus Christ, right? It says in Romans 8 that he has predestined us to conform to the image of his son. From the very beginning, it was God's intention for us to live our lives out in the same way that Jesus lived his life out. And so I encourage you uh, to to don't be weary in well-doing. Keep on staying at the task at hand, which is to get closer to God. All of the other things that are external are great, but what's most important is what's going on on the inside. Seek God with everything that you've got so that when you deliver a message, you are proud to be part of that message. You are proud to live out that message. God is never asking you to pretend to be anything. He is wanting you to be truthful about who you are, about what you're going through, about what you're living out, so that you can be an authentic displayer of his hope and his grace to the world around you. If you pretend that everything's great, but really everything's falling apart, it it, it does no credit to you and it doesn't help anybody because all it does is, is set up a facade that will soon crumble under the weight of trying to pretend to the people around you. But when you are authentic and you show how the grace of God and the love of God remains with you, even in the midst of difficulty, that is the most powerful and impactful thing we can do for the world around us. So uh, I know that it is, it is not a beautiful thing at times to be the message that God is calling you to be. That process is often very nasty and very difficult Um, as you read scripture and you see the prophets in the old Testament, you'll see that the way they lived out their lives and the message that God has given them, uh, what was very difficult at times, uh, was filled with a lot of pain and difficulty and it wasn't always beautiful, uh, but it became something beautiful. And we still look to it for encouragement today. All of these thousands of years later, we still read their words and we are encouraged in faith because they had the faith to build up from the inside and work their way out with God. So you do the same. You you become the message that you are delivering. And I know that we will see such a mighty outpouring of God's spirit as we just are true to ourselves and are true to the journey that we are on with Jesus. I love you all. And I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless you. Peace out. 